Welcome to Rink Wrap, the Bruins podcast with your host, Mick Collagio. Mick has been covering the Bruins since the Boston Garden days and has the guests and the insights on the hockey world from the local to the NHL. So drop what you're doing, drop the puck, and listen in on Rink Wrap with Mick Collagio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rink Wrap. Rink Wrap, the podcast, that is. I'm your host, Mick Collagio. You can read me at southcoasttoday.com. You can read my blog, Rink Wrap, at blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins, and follow me on Twitter at Mick Collagio. Today, uh, the NHL has been kind enough to bring Andrew Ference, uh, Mike Bolt, and the Stanley Cup to Boston. And uh, today is April 3rd, Tuesday, and um, I'm with Andrew, who is a member of the uh, Bruins 2010-11 Stanley Cup Championship team. First off, congratulations on your, your new gig with the NHL. Tell yeah. us a quick bit about that. Thank you. Yeah, I have the longest job title ever, which is <laughs> Director of Social Impact, Growth, and Fan Development, so it uh, makes no sense to my kids. So when I try to tell them, I say that uh, our department's responsible for the long-term health of hockey. Um, so we're, we're planting all the seeds that we hope will grow into uh, strong hockey fans and players over the next 10, 20, 50, 100 years. So. Uh, since the 90s, probably going back since the you know the rash of new arenas in the NHL, which really most of them happened in the mid-90s, uh, around the same time the NHL was really trying to get into cities and kids and ethnic diversity, and, and that's when Brian McBride got Willie O'Ree back in the, the crosshairs of Gary Bettman in the NHL. And, and, and uh, is your effort, are your efforts going to be geared toward non-traditional fans and and trying to uh, sort of galvanize and strengthen what has been the intent of the league for uh, two decades now yeah and and I think it's it's funny like you you know the non non-traditional fan terminology whatever it is I mean we have fans of every every race every religion every color I mean that's the great thing about sports in general but uh, obviously hockey you know has, has always been uh, more of you know considered an affluent sport you know kind of uh, dominated by um, you know white dudes <laughs> so it, it's uh, it, families have money yeah it is because one of those, equipment uh, costs a ton these days and so we are uh, 100% focused on making sure that we bring more people into the game you know it's not about uh, taking some of the game and giving it to somebody else we're just opening up to everybody else and, and, and that means sometimes through other forms of the game um, but really it's just it's, it's just the get with the times I mean the population of both Canada and the United States are, are changing drastically over the next uh, few decades um, if we want to stay relevant as a sport you have to appeal to a wide variety of people um, and so you, you just have to keep up with uh, with the world and, and that's that's what we're tasked with uh, we're talking with Andrew Ference on Rink Wrap, the podcast. And Andrew, you came to Boston uh, early in the 2006-07 season, which was also the first for Zdeno Chara and Mark Savard, uh, the free agent signings of that summer. Uh, the, yours was sort of Peter Shirelli's, uh reaction trade to the blockbuster of the year before as the, he began to assemble pieces he wanted going forward. How long did it take you to realize uh, that you were aboard something pretty special that uh, might have an outcome like it did in 11? Well, our first full year. I mean, when uh, when Claude really you know, put the gauntlet down that it was time for us to make the city proud of hockey again, 
And, uh, you know, I think uh, Zidano rallied behind that a lot, you know, and took took the reins of leadership to to make sure that, you know, every guy was on board. And, and if you weren't, you know, you're called out for it, you know, pretty quickly, right? Like there's a, a tremendous amount of accountability from GM to coach to captain that went right through the rest of the team. And, you know, when you have that kind of accountability and that kind of focus uh, and, and that overarching goal of just wanting people to wear, you know, their Bruins hats and their jerseys with pride again, you know, we'd walk through the city, you wouldn't see anybody wearing Bruins stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and so that was a real focus for us. Dead been really replaced by the Patriots as oh. far as the winter logo where Kevin DuPont of the Boston Globe once made a hilarious joke in, in print about uh, that uh, – feeling some comic relief at the fact that when some guy was brought in on charges to his court date, he wasn't wearing a Bruins shirt, which had been so common. He was wearing Patriots regalia. So so, it's, uh, so uh, yeah, it was a sign of the time, so it was sort of bittersweet that that was the case. But, um, but yeah, the uh, and, and I think other guys like Marco Sturm, who didn't get to make it to the end because of his uh, tragic knee injury at the beginning of that uh, dreadful Philadelphia series that everybody likes to forget, uh, it's um, but he had such big moments too. You think of 08 in Game Six against Montreal, where he scores the winner in that crazy home game. I mean, it's I never thought I'd see the the day after a Game Seven shutout loss in Montreal that the next morning the Bruins would set the franchise record for single day season ticket new subscriptions. Yeah, well, and I think that was. You know, well, first of all, just making the playoffs that year was massive. It was a, it was a huge success. But then, yeah, to have to have the ability to know that we were making, like I said, making people proud, whether we won or lost. You know, if they could walk out of the walk out of the building at the end of the night, um, you know, and, and we were winning more often than not. But still, you know, we, we took our fair share of losses and we took our lumps. But I think people could still be proud of, of what we're putting out there, you know, and they could see the effort and they could see the, the love of, that we're putting into the into the game and into the team. And so I think even, you know, you, you don't want to talk about Philly too much because that's that was horrible. You know, we, you know, come, you come back from, this year. Yeah, coming back from uh, <laughs> three games. But but even that's a testament, I think, to the belief that uh, Shirelli had in us that, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> You can lose with with dignity sometimes, and it's tough to say that after dropping a you know <laughs> dropping a three games leads in a series. But if you look at the whole body of work, you know mm-hmm. of the year before of that whole year, not just of that series, you could see the character in in, in most of the guys that was mm. you know you could I, you know I think he he believed, and I think there's probably a lot of fans that that could believe that you know we could you know, you know overcome even that. Yeah, and you did. Good. And we did, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's uh, one of the great lessons out of that is that teams and people can improve. It isn't just, okay, let's fire everybody and blow it all up. Sometimes you get all the right pieces and the right people in place, and then it doesn't go your way. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't take another kick at it. Yeah, well, I think there's tweaks. You know, obviously we, we, we made a few tweaks, um, but – like I said, that over that overall atmosphere of of wanting so badly to to win and, and like I said, do do the team proud and and that that was unique. You know, you you go to a lot of teams where um, we always kind of you, you know make that connection where you know some teams the the players think that you know the team's lucky to have them mm. and you know with the bees you know we all really felt lucky to be a part of this city and, and this team. You know, and there's a big difference where. You know, you're so proud to play for that team, and you you'll do anything for them. Um, and you know, there's a lot of teams where, yeah, they, they you know, you have a lot of players that think it's a privilege 
you know, that the city gets to watch them. Everybody. An entitlement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, but, you know, it's funny. You guys made that off 708 season. You pretty much had to do it without Patrice Bergeron. Um, and, and that uh, alone makes it more impressive since he had been such a, a lightning rod for that sort of ethic. Mm-hmm. with this club in all of his years here, going back to 03, 04. Um, David Quinn, the Boston University coach, said about the current Bruins team uh, to Mark Diver of the Providence Journal, they play with so much conviction. Uh, have you noticed, and do you, I feel like this is some of the things, the qualities you allude to are back in the game. Yeah, and it does. It starts from the top. And so you still have Z, you still Berge, you know, you have those those old leaders in there. You know, you have guys like... Um, Marshawn getting older, but they, you know, grew up and cut their teeth, you know, in that in that leadership style. So, um, you know, like all the way from the GM through the coach, you know, through the, the whole organization. You know, like you talk about Cam, you, you can go down the list of, of of you know how a certain atmosphere and how a certain conviction, like you said, can run through an organization, and, and it takes everybody. It really does. It takes a belief. You know, you can't you can't pretend it. You know, and I think that room has a lot of guys that don't pretend it. They they believe in what they're doing, and they believe in what they're taught and what their job is. And, and uh, you know, that's passed down from generation to generation. You know, if, you know, we have short generations in the hockey locker room. You know, it lasts a couple of years, but still, it's it's it means a lot when you have you know your top guys and your best guys that have been in the league forever that that put in the the, the type of love that they do for a game, and you have that in that locker room. Thanks so much for your time today. Yeah. Andrew Ferentz, yeah, former Bruin, <laughs> Thank you. former uh, NHL, uh, a few teams, Calgary. Yeah, now, were four you in, teams. We need 4 final with the Flames. Yeah, uh, Tampa. Yeah. yeah, and that game six puck. Yeah. <laughs> overhead camera uh, and the ice spring, and you can't see if it's really in or yeah, not. We, we needed the, the tracker on that book. <laughs> <laughs> you need, right, right, from uh, Fox Sports yeah. 95 96 season. That's yeah. right, that's right. Uh, well, this is beautiful, uh, the Stanley Cup, um, and, it's, uh, and it's certainly one that uh, I'm sure that you can look at and remember so many things must go off in your head. Oh, man, I, I worked a lot of years for that thing. That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, was. Uh, one of the most, uh, I, can't, I still can't even describe uh, the last couple minutes in Vancouver when we knew we had it wrapped up. That was mm. a pretty crazy feeling. <laughs> it was. Matt Kalman was about 10 seats away from me on press row, and I just realized while I'm watching the game and typing my story and everything, and I look over, and he's just staring at me like this, like <laughs> as if to say, can you believe this is really <laughs> happening? Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, because I was in Boston Garden when game five of the 72 finals when I thought it was going to see the cup with the naked eye for the first time ever and a couple of crazy deflections later the Bruins had to win it in New York <laughs> so uh, so then uh, you know but that was uh, that was quite the memory for all of us yeah. you know so thank you for your part in it I appreciate and it. Uh, congratulations uh, on a great NHL career and good luck to you and all that you're going to do now for the league all right thank you all right that's Andrew Ferentz and this is Mick Collagio and that's Rink Wrap the podcast you can find us on iTunes Google Play Omni.com FM, that's OMNY, and follow me on Twitter at McCollagio and read Rick Rap at blogs.southcoasttoday.com slash Bruins. Happy hockey, everyone.